0: Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Bettors with Nick, Mac, and Harrison.
1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 115 of Empty Bettors. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella, what is going on, buddy?
0: I just got home from work, walked down to the basement, grabbed like a bag of beers, just came up here and now I get to talk about hockey for an hour.
1: Hey, Life could be a whole lot worse than that. Life you know? could be
0: a whole lot worse.
1: We got the giddy up and go a little earlier in the evening than we usually do. There's a little more pep in the step. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up north, Mac Vogel. What's going on? Uh, it's good. I'm just, I'm still trying to
2: figure out what just happened when Nick like cracked that beer. It sounded like it it never cracked Had already been cracked or something like that. And it didn't sound like I didn't hear
0: that. What? Oh, it was so loud. It just popped here. Like, I mean, really? I didn't
1: hear it. Yeah, Mac, you're not the only one. I was. Yeah, to see. Was it was like I,
2: I didn't know what the hell was going on, but okay. Anyway, I heard
1: the I heard that spenastic. you didn't
2: hear the bush when it opened up. <laughs> no, love by it. the way, have you guys seen these bad boys yet? The uh, vintage
0: beautiful cans. Terrible radio nice, right? to
2: start this one off. But I know, I, I know. My uh, my friend recently. I I'm a big natty light truther when it comes to light beers that are a good bang for your buck, and uh, a lot of my friends like to criticize me for that because you know we're out in Fuck middle light. Miller Lite, Coors Lite, Country, whatever. Anyway, um, the other day I handed one of my buddies one of these and he was like, oh, you know what? I, I kind of like like drinking it more out of this can. But he did make a good point. He said that the other like normal Natty Light cans kind of look like you're playing a video game and it's like you acquired a beer. <laughs> like it's just like a generic, <laughs> generic beer look.
1: Which like that, it,
0: like if it was like a sitcom, it would just say like "beer on the label" exactly. or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that and
1: vintage it, can you just showed kind of looks like a Miller Light design. To be honest with it you, it sort of looks like an older Miller Light. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Actually, I, but, anyone who trashes Natty Light can go to hell. I, I'll die on that hill. I still oh, drink it. I prefer it over pretty much anything, maybe other than Bush. Um, but good answer. You know, I'm with uh, you. Natty Light rules. It yeah, does. If you're an Light hater. You gotta you gotta relive your youth a little bit. You're starting yeah. to get a little too old for me. Well they always you're pull the card like, double. Like, well,
2: I'm not in college anymore. It's like that okay. Like <laughs> in college I drank every different kind of light beer. So like yeah.
1: what I just can't drink light beer at all now or when I was like seventeen, I went down to the Outer Banks with my buddy, and his cousin lives down there. His cousin was like thirty-five, two kids, wife, house, whole nine yards. We we're on the beach. He's like rolling the kid on a wagon. He's got a cooler full of Natty Labs. Like, you still drink Natty? Like, goes, I'll drink it till I die, brother. And I was just like, yep, that's how awesome. I'm gonna be one day. What's so. the uh,
0: What's the, the famous be. John Daly quote? He's like, I've been a Miller like guy since I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah. funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a thing, but um. All right. Well, we'll get into the, the nitty gritty here. A little enough little beer branding talk. Although I will say that the can, the look of the can can influence the taste. I think that's a real thing. Oh, big time. Um, but before we get going, we want to remind you that uh, our merch on our website, um, you know, go check out our website, www.emptybetters.com. Click on shop and you can find our merchandise over there. We're going to be doing a little overhaul of the website in the coming month, weeks, whatever. So, not all the designs are going to stay up there. If there's, you see one that you like, go there and grab it uh, while it lasts. And before we get into the episode, just a reminder, this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, brackish life. Would like to say sporting one of the UV shirts, Max sporting the hat. Honestly, I love their gear. An unsponsored opinion. Best performance, long sleeves in the game. Good oh, start. I
0: completely agree. I do want to say a great shout out to Kyle and his family. Uh, They've been involved with this foundation called ShoreKids.com that helps uh, families raise money for kids on the Eastern shore that are in need. Um, And they've been so helpful to that. Go check out shorekids.org to see all the great work that they've done. Just another fantastic uh, philanthropic outreach by the brackish life team.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to toss it off to Mac for the question of the day. All right. So this one just kind
2: of came to me on a whim and it, it takes a little bit of explaining. There's a few footnotes here, but let's see if I can get it across pretty simply to you guys and also the listeners. If you could bring back one player from your favorite NHL team, so obviously me and Nick, we're talking the Caps, Harry, we're talking the Penguins, one team or one player from that team who is no longer on the team, but is still in the NHL, you get him for one full season and one cup run. Who would it be? The one caveat here is the player has to have played a game for your team before. He can't just be some prospect that you traded away for Martin you're at.
1: God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, you busted Nick's Boyle there. Um, Mac. I think you you have to have an answer since you saw this already, right?
2: I, I kind of do. I mean, the
1: reason I thought of it is because Jacob is, one, that. is
2: making his debut today for the NA, or for the Detroit Red Wings. I'm like, obviously, most Caps fans I feel like would probably like say Vrana for this one just because he's such a heartthrob and blah blah blah. That's not my answer, however. That's just what made me think of it. But I just started thinking of other Caps players that like either we had only for a couple of years, but I really think like had we had them longer, we could have done something with them. And honestly, the one that I kind of want back, at least right now, is Andre Burakovsky. I I love a his good game. One. I love his game in Colorado, and I know that maybe his game would not be the way it is if he had stayed. But I'm not saying he should have stayed the whole time, right? In this scenario, we we get him back like right now for one year. So hold the
0: um, little European soccer move—you loan him to someone for conditioning, and then pull exactly, him back.
2: Exactly, yeah. So I think I'll go with Andre.
1: Harry. Mm, I guess off the top of my head, I originally... That would be Ole Mata, right? <laughs> <laughs> Elite sniper Olimata. That's Thank right. You. Um. I guess off the top of my head, I was like, "Ooh, Flurry." But with the way Jari's played this season, I, I really wouldn't do that. I, I mean, who knows what comes playoff time? But um, Jari's had a real good season. <sighs> um, Jordan Stahl comes to mind. He would probably be a good one, although Jeff Carter's filled in nicely. But if we had him on the wing, he had Stalzy on the third line, like he's in Carolina, that would be pretty sick. Um, who's, oh, McCann. McCann would be definitely one. It, but we'll actually talk about him later in the episode. But oh, yeah. Kind of shopping for that like second line winger that could play with Gino and, you know, put up some points with Kapanen struggling. I think McCann would be a really good one.
0: That is a good one.
1: Uh, yeah, what about you, Nick? grubauer
2: or Holtby right now yeah i was Ooh. also trying to think of goalies i almost was going to make everyone do a goalie and a skater because it's, it's so different like like harry said with flurry like it it's almost like a no-brainer answer to bring him back. But yeah,
0: I had a couple others come to mind. Like um, you know, I thought about mojo just for like, you know, but yeah. then I'm starting to get too into it, like, oh, they can afford him with cap space and stuff. And then I start to overthink it. Thought about Dilly a little bit, like having Brendan Dillon back on the back end just to add a little, you know, a little muscle couldn't hurt. But uh, another good one in there, I would
2: say Jay Beagle for faceoffs. Oh, hell yeah. I think that I think that uh Brendan Dillon was like an absolute Washington capital, as far as like personality and like physicality and all that goes. But I, I, I thought there was a little too much like sluggishness to his game. Like he just wasn't quick enough. I know what you're saying. Yeah.
1: I guess my final answer would be Jared McCann. I think. I that's think that's a good what one. we. I don't think he's the best player on that list, but I think he's what we need the most on that list. At I think, this point in time. I
2: think I'm gonna stick with Andre Burakovsky for my final answer. And I'm I'm envisioning him like being what we need Daniel Sprong to be right now. Like he's still gonna come back to the caps and play on the third line with us or something, but it's gonna be like Berkey but he scores
0: like 20 goals.
2: It's gonna be like Berkey Eller and like Joe Snively, or like Berkey Eller and McMichael or something like that. Like that would be pretty filthy. That would be fun.
1: Yeah, I think that would be. Fun would be a good term. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Um, Nick, I'm going to toss it off to you for the league news. Sure.
0: A couple of milestones to get us started today. Rick Nash had his jersey retired by the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday night. Uh, is he the first Blue Jacket to have his jersey retired? Does anyone know? I think he, he is. He is.
1: Very yeah, we cool. Um, Was
0: I right that they were maybe the only team? That doesn't
2: have one.
0: I um Na- I after Nashville retired Rene's right. last week or two weeks ago. I think so, right? Because I don't think they had done one yet. Does Minnesota have
1: one? Do they have Miko Cuaveu retired or no? I or thought Ga- they
2: did. They don't have like Get Well Gabrick's. Technically, not even retired is he? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. He still plays professional. I think they did retire
0: the number
2: one because of their fans. Don't forget that. Oh my
1: God. (laughs) Forget it. Yeah. Let's just move on from that. Exactly.
0: Well said. Uh, Mark Giordano I actually got to see this one in person. He played his thousandth game in DC as the Kraken fell to the caps. Got to love that. Uh, And then so did Wayne Simmons. Uh, He played in his thousandth game the other night as well. So we want to say congrats to those guys. And fun fact, Ovi and Backstrom are actually going to play in their thousandth game together tonight against the Flames i'm so excited for that that'll be cool i um i you know it's kind of like a a meaningless stat in the grand scheme of things but it's still cool it's it's
2: mostly been cool just seeing all the like highlights and stuff that people have been posting on twitter all day but yeah
1: i'd be very curious to see how many duos have played a thousand games together on the same team they actually uh
2: i'm trying to think who posted that somebody posted that exact thing let me see if i can find i keep going
1: yeah, I, I, Gino, assuming Gino stays a Penguin after this season, I will riot if he doesn't. Um, if he's here next season, he'll play his thousandth game like in the first month of the season, and then him and Sid would hit that. But I will, I will riot if he's not. Um, let that be known. Also, shout out Wayne Simmons for 1,000 games, but the way that guy plays, it's a shock that his body still works. Chucks him, power forward, hits, he, you name it, he does it all. And then Giordano, I believe, undrafted, correct? Right. I think um, you might be
2: right. All right, I have the list. So it was Ben Raby. It's uh, Ovi Backstrom to become ninth set of NHL teammates to play a thousand games together. So there's eight others. Um, Is it just what? the 85 Oilers? <laughs> Actually, there's only one. Let's wow. See your... Actually, okay, here we go. So we have Gordie Howe and Alex Del Vecchio in Detroit. And then we've got... Henrik Sedin and Daniel Sedin, obviously. Uh, then we got Kopitar and Brown for the Kings. Uh, they have played it looks like eleven hundred forty seven. Uh, Nick Lidstrom and Chris Draper for the Wings. Eleven oh seven is their total. That's a thousand uh,
0: games in like playoff position too. <laughs>
2: yeah, honestly, <laughs> holy crap! <clears throat> uh, Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith. 1069 nice That's yeah uh larry robinson and bob gainey for the house for the house yeah. yeah um tim horton timmy and george armstrong for the leafs and um, finally mark messier and kevin lowe and that one is for edmonton and new york like they both that's right because um, i i think they went
0: over to new york around the same time right
1: yeah okay that's an interesting list yeah I Shout definitely – I'm a little surprised. You want to know which one really came to my brain was uh, Le Cavalier St. Louis. I thought that was going to come up there. But, but like, he, like, bounced around a little bit. Yeah. Like, and St.
0: Louis got moved At the first, end. right?
1: At the end. I thought they had – I'm pretty sure they were there. For they like went to like years. Philly
2: or something at the end, and
1: uh, L.A. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. And L.A. I thought maybe they got they got it before they. I want to say they're out.
2: somewhere around like 700 together or
1: something like that. That I sounds maybe right. 100. Maybe. Well, okay. from
2: those NHL
0: legends to another big shout out to Yogs. He, uh, you know, we all know he plays for and owns his uh, his home team based in Kladno in the Czech Republic. Well, he's moving their game. Uh, which holds you know from their home arena which holds about four to five thousand people to the o2 arena in prague which is the second largest hockey venue in europe and seats around eighteen thousand people so basically an nhl rink and all of the proceeds from this game are going to go to help out uh ukrainian refugees uh seeking assistance in the czech republic so uh good guy of the week for sure goes to yogs road trip to prague fellows uh yes please in a heartbeat uh, this week, for the first time since entering the league in 2018, the Vegas Golden Knights were not in a playoff spot based on points percentage.
2: How about that stat? Wow, that's a fun one. I love that.
1: I think you should probably note the bullet point under there, too, just for reference. Yeah.
0: Um, they're currently back in a playoff position and they're third in the Pacific with, uh, 68 points. But I wanted to pose this question to you guys. Will this team miss the playoffs this year? Because I've seen a lot of people online that seem to think that they will.
1: They're not missing the playoffs that come on guys. Like seriously, you really think they're going to miss it. Let me read you Pacific right now. So obviously Calgary's a lock. I think LA is going to be a lock. They look pretty good right now. Edmonton's in shambles. Anaheim is in shambles. Vancouver's starting to get hot, but I think they're probably more wild card positions. So yeah, I think Vegas probably takes third in the Pacific. It's
2: crazy to me that we're saying LA is a lock, but it does feel that way at this point. Like <laughs> it they kind of does. They're, they're really well. storming ahead. They've almost played sixty games now too, and like they, I don't see them like apps. They would really have to shit the bed in the final twenty games of the year to like not, not make the playoffs. Happen. Yeah,
1: they're, they're a stingy team, man. They, uh, I'll get, I'll get on them uh i'll talk about them more later in the episode but do you really think vegas is going to slide below edmonton and anaheim at this rate i mean i don't probably
2: not probably not it's all going to depend on what the hell is going on with robin laner i don't think we ever got to the bottom of that he was just like out for the year and then now he's just not
1: yeah so for anyone who listened i think like four episodes ago we said that Laner was out for the season with a torn labrum and we were (laughs) all like oof and then like (laughs) <laughs> Two weeks later, he was playing and I was like, where did we read this? I was trying yeah, to find this, trying to find who tweeted that, but
2: couldn't find it. Yeah. Wow. Did we get hoaxed? Did we like find like the Vegas version of like, <laughs> what like the broadcast
0: last night falling for the,
1: did you see that then? The Petrie oh, thing, man, right? man, that was so funny. That they was sell really hook, weird. Hook
0: line and sinker for what was it? Jeff Petrie being traded to the Leafs or something like that.
1: It was either that or the Rangers. I can't remember. But the guy who read it, it was an account that said Montreal Canadiens, but instead of the check mark, it had the number seven next to it. But it looked like a check mark. There's a lot punked.
2: of uh, there's a lot of accounts that use that little seven in the bubble that looks a I lot think, like the check. Also, I think like the
0: the one that let's
2: be honest has gotten I
0: think each of us at least once is puck empire versus puck m
1: yeah I, uh, I i have definitely fallen victim to that numerous yeah. times and
0: i do uh, want to say shout out puck empire one of the best pages on instagram and i'd also like to shout out puck m whoever that is is
2: absolutely hysterical <laughs> well noah hockey stick emoji literally got like Earlier, th- earlier this season, he had it trending that, like, Vitek Vanacek was under... He he tweeted, like, Vitek Vanacek has <laughs> underwent successful surgery on, like, his shoulder or, like, his groin or some shit. And literally, like, three different Caps media people, like, quote, tweeted it and were like, Vitek will be out indefinitely or some shit like that. And then they all had yeah. to delete it. And then, like, Noah was posting for the rest of the day. He was like, guys, it was a joke. Uh, like... <laughs> Please don't kill me. And then he literally got blocked by like all these caps people too, because funniest
1: guy on Twitter. Hilarious.
2: Seriously. (laughs) Uh, Speaking
0: of the caps shortly following our rant about the NHL stadium series games last week, the NHL promptly announced that the Washington capitals and Carolina hurricanes are going to play an outdoor game at Carter Finley stadium in Raleigh, North Carolina next season. What are our thoughts here, boys?
1: I want Mac to go because he sent a text that I've laughed at instantly after this.
2: Okay. I want to refine a little bit. What I said here, here's what I want to say. The hurricanes are so goddamn desperate to be relevant. Like all they want is like this bitter rivalry and like, yeah, I hate the hurricanes. And yeah, I think a lot of caps fans do hate the hurricanes, but they just like, they want this rivalry to be something that it isn't quite there yet. And you know, whatever. We'll beat you guys outside. We're three and oh. So if you really, if that's what you want to be relevant, we'll spank you on, on
1: <laughs> you're missing the key ice. detail. I think you said you're like, fuck, I don't even want to play this game. Like, I think you said something along That's what. Those yeah, lines.
2: that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't like like, just why do we have to play in because <laughs> mostly I don't want any of these stadium series games to take place at all because of what we were saying like last week or two weeks ago, just I think it's stupid and they should abolish the stadium series. But you know, if if this is what it takes, then, yes, we'll beat the Hurricanes outside.
0: Two points is two points. Uh, Austin Matthews, he's the first player to hit the 40 goal mark this season. Hats off to him.
1: He's having a monster year. Wait a minute. timeout. I'm sorry. The Hurricanes are playing the Bruins in the Winter Classic and they're getting in the stadium series. The Winter Wait, Classics,
0: it's at Fenway again, right? Which isn't that like the third
1: oh time God. it's been at Fenway?
2: It's definitely the second.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I read it. I read it wrong. It, the the Panthers. What? Okay. Forget whatever I said. They're not Are playing. Are you getting too. punked
2: by Punk Puck Emperor? <laughs> <right?
1: laughs> no, no, no. This is NHL.com, which also wouldn't surprise or me. Or is if it
2: NHL.com?
1: Ooh. No. Uh, yeah right it's oh Um,
0: if it's nhl.com they might just be releasing the news now because we know how long it takes them to actually do that
1: yeah yeah i apologize i got punked it's okay all right
0: you're good uh moving on the caps matchup with the flames uh we already mentioned this it's going to be the thousandth game with Ovi and backstrom that they play together um it's going to be a big deal i think you know i know i said earlier it's an insequential stat but you know It's, it's special to watch those two play together and, you know, we've been blessed for the last God knows how many years to watch that. So, um, just want to say a quick shout out to them. Chris Letang passed Mario Lemieux, uh, on the Penguins all time games played list, becoming third all time only behind Sid and Gino. It's a pretty impressive stat. I mean, those three have, you know, written, rewritten the record books as much as they could in Pittsburgh. Harry, what are your thoughts?
1: He's played like shit ever since I went to the game, but other than that, yeah, he's. I guess it's cool. I mean, <laughs> I, I love I love Tanger, but man, he can be aggravating. He's a very polarizing figure in uh, Pittsburgh media, but yeah, congrats cool. to him. I mean, that, especially after having a stroke, I mean, that's kind of wild, right? I think people forget about that a lot, but the guy actually had a stroke, um, you know, mid season, I think it was like 2012, like later in the year. And it's just kind of scary, but I'm glad he's made a full recovery, obviously, and he's done really well since then for sure whose jersey
0: does he wear next year
1: i don't want to talk about it let's move on
0: cool uh the nhl changed up their stanley cup playoffs logo for the first time in 13 years
1: i don't want to brag. think of that i don't want to brag but I tweeted from the EB account that there was no way that logo took longer than two minutes to make. And I think it got like 61 favorites. So shout out to myself. Um, Clearly a lot of people agreed.
2: Yeah. I kind of agree. I, I thought it was just fair. Like, especially that they announced that they were going to change it like a few weeks ago, they were like big announcement. The logo is changing for the first time in like forever. And everyone was like, okay, where's the logo? And they're like, well, it's coming. And we're like, okay and then they dropped that and we're like, okay, cool. Why? Like, thanks. Apparently it I,
1: took them two years to develop that. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard.
2: That's actually really funny. They've if had that in the logo, bank. Go look at it. This,
1: They've had that this in makes the bank me so
0: years. angry. Like this just makes me so angry. Like the drool puddles I leave on my pillow in the middle of the night turned out better
2: than this logo did. Also, I, on that initial post about them, like going to change it. I saw one comment over and over and over again from different people and it was getting a lot of, a lot of likes. And I totally agree. It was like, we don't give a shit about the logo. Just put the banner back on the ice during the playoffs, Mm -hmm. you know, like where it says Stanley Cup playoffs. Playoffs, It didn't have that like the last two years, I think. And I agree. Like there's just something about having that on the ice that when you're watching the game, it just it like triggers something in your brain that you're like, oh my god, this matters a lot. You know, yeah, it's like no. the the
0: Super Bowl logo, you know, at midfield. You know,
1: yeah, when you see like your team like wearing, you know, even the patch, it, it makes a difference. I know they've done that still, but it's the little things that kind of give it the the environmental feel. What's that called? Ambiance. What's it? Nice. What's it like? Pfft, couldn't spell yeah. it, but. <laughs> you
0: can say it. Um I did see uh Jesse Pollock from bar down tweeted that the NHL just in general for their logo should go back to the old school, like orange and black one. And I am Fuck all yeah.
1: in for that. Absolutely. That
2: thing rocked.
1: It feels like we're going more nineties. Like the further we go, like we got reverse retro throwbacks. We're starting to see, you know, ESPN's back. Yeah, exactly. Like we're, fashion we're... is a
2: circle and like all of that stuff goes in a circle trends, all of it. It just, we're it's in true. a big fucking loop. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on, both
0: the Oilers and Leafs have stated that they will not pursue a goalie at the deadline. Is this confidence in their groups or is it just downright stupidity? For the Oilers, it
2: is downright fucking stupid. What they have (laughs) is not good enough. And actually, maybe what they're saying is we're not going to pursue a goalie because we know we're not going to make the playoffs and it doesn't even fucking
1: matter. The Oilers are in trouble. I mean, the Leafs are... Kind of in trouble, but not as much. They can bail themselves out with their offense, but the Oilers are in serious trouble. I mean, they actually might not make the playoffs, and if I was a betting man, which I am, uh, I would probably say they're not going to. In McDavid's seventh season as an Oiler, that's absolutely disgraceful. How many times has he made it? Twice? Twice. Okay. Okay. That's fucking sad, man.
0: Like, I actually feel bad. I, and I feel one of like those bad. was the bubble, right? It was the play-in series that they blew Yo. it to the Hawks, right? Yeah. Holy
1: fuck. That's actually. it against the Ducks before COVID. And 15. then I think. And then, yeah, during the bubble. Yeah. Holy wow. shit. That's crazy. I, I really do feel bad for the city of Edmonton. I mean, you guys deserve so much better. McDavid deserves wasting so much time. better. Just wasting yeah. time. Yeah, I've I've heard heard a lot
2: of people saying like if they miss, uh, you gotta think he like at least starts to consider like asking to be traded or something. It's
1: about that time of year, right? We're getting there. Oh, are the oilers gonna make the playoffs? If not, how much longer can they hold off with McDavid in town? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I will Um, say with the Leafs,
2: I think between Mrazic and uh Campbell, one of those guys will figure it out. Like mm -hmm. I I don't think that their situation is like a case of they have two bad goalies and they need help. It's like, they're both just like trying to figure it out. And one of them will the Oilers
1: Koskinen stinks and Mike Smith is old. I read a tweet the other day. I can't remember who tweeted. It was one of the Leafs guys we followed. It might've been James Myrtle. Um, you know, Jack Campbell battled 10 years to get out of the minors to get his shot at the NHL. He's a competitor. I don't think he's going to go down this easy, Um, and I'm rooting for him. I mean, if you guys ever listen to our Luke Gazdick interview, Soup is a great guy, and everybody loves him. Seems like a genuinely good dude. So I'm I'm rooting for him to turn it around. Good old. We were also
2: we were talking about earlier this season how he was like. I mean, it was early on, but still, we're like this guy might be a Vesna like candidate. So Mm -hmm. like he's more than he's more than capable of like playing really good hockey. He's just. Going. Every goalie, every goalie goes through Lulz. It'll be fun. for sure. All I know is that when he's doing well, our buddy Rick
0: chugs like cans of like Campbell's Chunky Soup, and I can <laughs> I can watch that till the cows come home. So yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> absolutely priceless. Uh, the NHL has announced that the Reverse Retro series will officially return next season. I want to ask you guys this: Is this cool, or is it turning into a wait for it gimmick? <laughs>
1: I read somewhere that the the reverse retro is coming back, but the designs are not going to stay the same as what they were last season. Correct.
0: They're going to do new designs. Everyone's getting a new one.
1: I'm down with that. No, not gimmick. I think uni- you can't gimmick uniforms, in my opinion. I really don't believe that. So I think that it objectively is a gimmick.
2: However, I don't care. Like, I i'm for being it. be as being as much of a like uniform and jersey and logo snob as i am like i love that shit i think all three of us love that shit like Nick's i don't care level. I, you can i know it's a money grab. <laughs> yeah, like, it's I, a disease, by it's the way true. i know it's a money grab like there's no part of it that isn't it's the same thing with all the outdoor games it's like part of that is just so they can make a new jersey and sell the shit out of that to fans and make more money and like there's yeah you're right but I like seeing all the new jerseys, so I don't really care. I'm definitely excited for the reboot.
0: With that being said, I think it's worth noting that the Capitals could potentially have five different sweaters next season. <laughs> that would be their home, their road, the alternate blue one, the reverse retro that they come out with and whatever they cook up for the stadium series game Let's in go. Carolina. That's crazy. my follow-up question to you guys is Harry, what do you want to see the penguins do with this one? Mac, what do you want to see the caps do with this one? Harry, okay. i I'm
1: just like, Robo Penguin, come on. Robo Everybody wants it. Just bring it back. It's yeah. it's time. We need it, but I think Mario has something against it. I think he has like PTSD from when we like almost sold the franchise, but um yeah, we need Robo Penguin back in a big way. I
2: second that. That that like I will fully admit the Robo Penguin is a cool penguins logo. I liked it way better than the little cartoon holding the hockey stick. Uh for the caps, I kind of want to see the dome logo. Like, bring I, like, the building back. Come if on! Wa- if you're watching uh, on YouTube, this is the one I'm talking about right here on my shoulder. But um, I think it's I think it's great. Like we were saying, we're all going back to like this '90s look now, and I feel like that would look really cool on like a black jersey, like it was, or even maybe on like a, a like a darker blue or something like that. I don't know. See what you can do. Play around It'd be with that sick.
0: I mean, I, you know, I'm a purist. I'd love to see them just bring back the, the black one altogether. I think
2: the numbering on that one is fantastic, but the more, the more I look at it and like the more I think about it, our current logo kind of sucks. Just the like Washington capitals as like a, th- just spelled out like that. It's kind of stupid. Yeah.
0: I uh, do want to say, I think I speak for everyone here that New York Islanders there, you
2: guys got a lot <laughs> of making up to do for this one. The NHL probably got so (laughs) pissed at them for that. Like, this is not what we meant.
0: They're like, okay, Stars, Islanders, Red Wings. Like, I don't know what you guys were smoking together, but like before, but like this time you actually have to try. Like,
1: Especially the win that's hard for some of the original six teams too. It hasn't changed a lot.
0: The Islanders is so easy. And I, you know, maybe they're thinking the same thing as you, Harry, where they don't want to go back to their PTSD days, but just give us the fishermen. Come on. Everyone I actually
2: yeah. everyone everyone wants it, sent the thing that said that there was like a chance that the fishermen was coming back for the Isles. Yeah. I, I could see it happening. I mean, I know all
0: the Islanders fans like Dean and Mike are absolutely like pulling their hair out right now. Cause they hate it, but
1: they need an orange uni they really do orange is tough
2: like it's hard to make look good um they had an orange one a while ago and it, they botched it it could have been cool but it had like these blue like strips coming in from the inside yeah i remember that one and it you know it was a classic like 2006 era designers overdoing it situation like they almost had it and i would down for an orange island. do do they have the worst history
0: of trying to make jerseys look cool and just having them bomb this is gonna this conversation's
1: about to go another 20 let's yeah. go
2: <laughs> they honestly might between that stupid black one with like the ny on it and, yeah like, that was another, like blue one that says like what, does it say uh just I it think, looked like a mets jersey or something i think it just said yeah it says like new york on it or something like that yeah, yeah. bad bad uh, or the um
0: the uterus in dallas the the constellation one with the cow um, uh that one's pretty fun um because it looked like a uterus um, wait aren't
2: we also getting the or wait no that was just for the regular that wasn't for reverse i was gonna say the buffalo um we should be getting the, the go ahead yeah, yeah but that's not for retro right that's just for normal. that should just be in general yeah let's go baby
0: uh, anyways, that was uh, what's hot in the Jersey streets, but uh, let's move on to three stars of the week. First up, my boy, uh, Jason Robertson, seven goals in two games played back-to-back hat tricks. First player to have back-to-back hatty since Ovi did it in 2020. He has a hundred points through 101 games to start his NHL career. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. He is the most undervalued player in the NHL and is going to rip the bank apart this summer
1: oof yeah um to put it mildly i mean he he's definitely the best player on the dallas stars which is kind of crazy to say right i mean you think of the stars and the first two names are ben and sagan and i don't even think they're in the top 3 on the team which is kind of yeah. nuts um
2: yeah so. robertson's the real deal i
0: would say him hints pavelski and klingberg if i had to pick four he- off the he- and paste
1: obviously you know yeah yeah it's it's kind of wild but uh yeah congrats to him i mean and for anybody who didn't watch that second game where he got the, the the second of the back-to-back Hatties, the Minnesota Wild were down like 4-1 with like nine minutes left in the third. And they pulled their goalie at the nine-minute mark. And they actually pulled the game back four to three with like two minutes left. And then uh, Robertson scored on the empty net after that. So
2: I'm mad because I saw – I was looking on – I didn't get to watch that, <laughs> but I was looking on the NHL app and I noticed that – uh, Robertson had two goals. There were seven minutes left in the third, and it said Minnesota pulled goalie, and I was like, "Oh no way!" And so I went on and tried to do what I always did, where I bet, well, I Robertson, bet when he too. Robertson to get a hat trick, and our book like wasn't freaking. Uh, you don't just, say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: our book? Are you? Yeah. No, and, you, got, uh, you got it wrong There's no
2: taxes way. and that. And so I was like, well, that stinks. And then I just stopped trying. And then later I looked and I was like, oh, good. He had a hat trick. That's just awesome. I'll set myself on fire. It's fine.
0: Uh, moving on. Nick Schmaltz, second star of the week, three goals, five apples in two games played his seven points on Saturday was the most in franchise history for the Yotes most by a player this season. And most since Sam Gagne scored eight points with Edmonton. Very impressive. Um, you know, given the, given
1: the Yotes some hope him and Keller have been really lighting it up. Yotes are sneaky hot right now for by Yotes standards. They're five and five in their last 10. I want
2: Vamelka to like win every single game for the rest of the year. And like, take this team to the playoffs. I love that team so much. Can you, you imagine if this them.
0: team went to the playoffs next year in a 5000 seat arena? I
1: want that so badly, dude. That don't would be s- incredible. Don't
0: sleep. Don't sleep.
1: You know, you never know what can happen. Hockey's weird. They're about to
0: draft like the entire draft class, so
1: yeah, it's going to be a lot of young guns. They're yeah. all going to be college age. What could possibly go wrong?
0: Oh, dear God. Uh, and surprise, surprise. Third star of the week uh, is Igor Scheisty. Three wins, 1.67 GAA, and a 9.57 save percentage. Of course, He's the dude is dominated
1: just, the NHL. Like it's running
0: through the NHL right now. <laughs> it's, it's also like really annoying because you start to do the math in your head that the one, two tandem punch going forward for the Russian Olympic team is going to be Vassy and Igor.
1: Assuming they can play, yeah. Um, (laughs) Also, it's starting to creep into my head that there's a 65% chance that the Penguins play the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs stats. Um, uh, (laughs) Just when you thought that they would fall off because Lundqvist retired, we get the new Russian goalie that's the hot, sexy, young commodity in the NHL, and it's like, motherfucker. It's going to be a hell of a series. I'm looking forward to it. It's cool. I I have a feeling that the Caps are some
2: somehow going to end up with like the Bruins again and probably losing five again. So we'll be <laughs> we'll be golfing with you guys too. It'll be a win to make it there. I didn't say we were there.
1: losing. Hold on, I didn't say we were losing. I said it's going to be a good series. No, it's oh, okay, I'm just Matthew. saying who I'm taking
2: in the first round. If it's <laughs> Penguins Rangers, that's yeah. We'll be
1: golfing your with opinion. you guys okay, for okay, sure. Your opinion.
0: Uh, quote of the week. This one is nothing short of incredible. Comes from our boy Barry Trotz. He said, Turnovers are like ex wives. If you have too many, they cost you a lot.
1: Dead on, Barry. Good job. That is just absolutely
0: <laughs> fantastic. Unhinged. <bro>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unhinged. At Barry Trotz after hours. It's just amazing. Nobody,
2: nobody asked him to say that, too, which is the funniest part. He's just like, That's what he came up with for that.
0: Yeah. Shout out to him. And we also want to say a quick shout out before we move on to Yacht Lender. Just want to remind everyone that summer may be over, but there's still never been a better time to get out on the water. Are you looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of? Well, you're in luck because the Yacht Lender is a specialist in marine finance. With partnerships with 15 different banks, he is the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the Yacht Lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at YachtLender.com or check him out on Instagram at YachtLender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. Let's go ahead and go around the league. I want to recap some injuries here real quick.
1: He survived Atlantic City. Just want to put that out there. I think he quite literally tried to kill himself, but um, (laughs) he he, he made out okay. Big boat show, right? Yeah, Sure, we'll say that. Um, Mark, front of the program, Rangers insider slash. Uh, I won't use the other term I was going to say. Uh, just texted me Rangers tonight. Bet it, and I can't, I can't do it without Igor Net. I'm sorry. I know Minnesota's struggling. They're two and eight in their last ten, but you just got to think the Rangers are not a good team five on five without Igor Net. I mean, they're they're really not. It, it's to, to if you read some of the articles on the athletic and forever blue shirts, they have holes, but Igor fills a lot of them. But Nick, I know you don't care.
0: Oh, I'm still sticking with them tonight. I don't know why. I just, I like that matchup.
2: I like it down the middle.
1: The value is really good. They're pl- they're up to yeah. plus plus one fifty.
2: It's a tough one because I feel like if anything, what you said about how many is struggling is almost why I don't want to bet it. Yeah. I feel like they are, they're a better hockey team than that. And like, if they're going to bounce back, it would be tonight against the backup goalie at new york you know it just i but again the rangers could win i I don't know what's gonna happen with that one i'm not touching that one all i'm gonna say is the only reason i'm sticking with it is because i
0: woke up feeling dangerous so
1: I, I i did wake up feeling dangerous and almost threw like 50 on it but then i was like mm, i should probably wait for starting goalies i was shocked to see that gorgia was getting the getting the nod but it is what it is
0: we're getting to that point in the season you know
1: yeah rest him up a little bit I guess.
0: exactly uh injuries, speaking of rest, uh Nick Ehlers returned after missing 19 games following that knee-on-knee collision with Orlov. Um great to see him come back after something scary like that. Uh Jacob Vrana made his season debut last night for the Wings against the Yotes after undergoing shoulder surgery last offseason. Always good to see V get back in the show. Uh Snively four to six weeks is out for the caps uh, caps fans keep your eye on that. you're likely I would Mac I think we're gonna see uh um uh Axel
2: probably up for for the meantime with Snively and with hags out. for sure yeah and uh hags too speaking of injuries that is a yeah. tough one. i I saw on the caps Instagram how they give out like the shield and the sword after like their wins and uh, I think it was mantha. Or somebody got the shield or the sword recently and was saying like, yeah, thanks. But like the real warrior right now is hags because of what he's going through. And he's right. I mean, the guy is dealing with a serious eye injury, which is scary for sure. So
0: absolutely. I mean, it could be potentially career ending. We're going to wait to hear and just want to wish him the best. Uh, A couple of roster moves to get to the, the main one that I want to focus on here is Jared McCann signs for five years, $25 million in Seattle. That is Seattle's first contract extension, I
1: believe. Uh, This season. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he just hit the 20 goal mark for a team that's not scoring a lot. They're I think third to last in goals uh, for this season. So yeah, I mean, props to Jared. It's a shame that we couldn't end up keeping him around and we decided to protect Kaepernick instead, but whatever. I'll get over it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well said. All right. Let's get into who's hot and who's not Harry. I'm going to throw it to you for this.
1: Uh, What teams do we have that are hot? Uh, Before we do, I think Mac has a word for our listeners about sharp rank. For sure. Yeah. Before we move on, just wanted to
2: remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by sharp rank sharp rank created the first ever cross sport rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate. Even you, Sharp Rank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the app, iPhone, and Android today. Speaking of which, boys, again, we're all in the top
1: 10. Mac, you actually got the big prize uh, this week. You were second on the Gainer leaderboards, and that's amongst all sports on the app.
2: I saw that little two on my page, and I actually was like, wait, what does that mean again? Because I've never seen that, so...
1: Yeah, you yeah, gain like nice. 97 overall spots or something crazy. You're hot. I've been on a roll. I'm trying to keep it going. You're hot yeah. on sharp rank, too. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That got kind of interesting there. Um. All right. Teams that are hot and fellas, jump in because I don't want to go on a soliloquy here. Um. The first team, we mentioned it earlier in the episode. We'll mention it again. The Los Angeles Kings. They're sitting second in the Pacific Division right now. They're They've won eight of their last 10 games, and they've won their last three in a row. Real impressive win Monday this week where they took down the hot Bruins um, in a comfort behind OT win. The Bruins have been playing really good hockey lately, so that's not an easy thing to do. Jeremy Swayman's been playing really well in net, but the Kings found a way. I think they took that one 3-2, and Andreas Athanasiu gave Jack Edwards a seizure in overtime, so that's always nice to see. Um, Gear up for a home-and-home series against the Sharks this week. Definitely something to keep an eye on. I know the three of us have blacklisted the LA Kings from our gambling for the longest time. You never know what you're going to get with this team, it feels like. And we just stay clear of every game. He they be are coming soon. Yeah. They are taking on the Sharks this week, though. So, what do you think, Mac? So, one thing that I've noticed
2: is every time the 3 California teams play each other like whether it's Kings Sharks, Kings Ducks, Ducks Sharks, I see that on the NHL app when I'm scrolling through trying to find out what I like and I it's always just such a big question mark for me. Like it doesn't matter which one of those teams is good, which one's bad, if they're both the same. Kings Sharks, I've no freaking idea. Especially a home and home. Maybe I'll watch the first game and try to get like a feel for it or something, but I'm not touching the first one spot on.
0: It is an absolute coin flip for who's going to win those games.
1: Yeah. Especially. Yeah, I agree. Especially with the sharks. I feel like they kind of have a little bit of history. And if
2: anything, the sharks should be added to our, our list of no bet because something I've been noticing recently is they are like, they will win the most random games that they're mm-hmm. not supposed to freaking win. And then the one or two games that you're like, Oh, I think they can handle the coyotes or whatever. And then it <laughs> just gets like smacked in the face by Corral Vimalka. And they- And <laughs> <They laughs> it's like her hurdle and Meyer don't score. So they
0: lose. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, um, the-, the Kings. I mean, like these guys are only four points back on the flames for the lead in the Pacific. Crazy. Could happen.
2: Just saying. What's it's
0: the, crazy. uh,
2: What's it look like to bet the Kings to win that division right
1: now? I wonder. That's a a great question. Take a peep at that. Yeah, Uh, keep going. um, The next team on our hot list, the Dallas Stars. Before we get into their recent success, it's worth noting that the over has hit in their last three games, so keep an eye on that. They take on – who do they play tonight? The Predators. Uh, Last night when you are listening to this, I do have money on the Stars. One thing I'm doing tonight that I just want to throw out there – Uh, The stars are plus 110 on the money line. So what I'm doing is I'm doing two units on Dallas money line regular. And then instead of doing reverse puck line minus one and a half, I'm actually betting them to win in regulation. That's a good idea. As my one unit. A little bit more insurance policy, so two units on the regular money line, one on the regulation money line. It's also a little bit
0: safer than just like diving in for the puck line because they can still win by one in regulation, not get the empty
2: netter, and it helps you out a little bit in that way. I actually love that move, betting the underdog to win in regulation. That's mm-hmm. I should think about that more. By the way, Kings to win the division plus 1,500 right now.
1: Holy, are you serious? Yep. The That's it. Th- a-
2: just to just to put it in order for that division flames to win the division minus 650 mm-hmm. uh, Knights to win it still plus 550 you're only gonna win 55 bucks if you bet the Knights to win that division that's how much Vegas thinks like yeah they'll they'll pull back uh, and then it's the Kings at plus 1500 everybody else is like you're gonna like
1: Hit the lottery if you bet. I'm not a big futures guy because I hate that it just sits in my account. But I hate that too. I think worst. I I think that value is like too good to pass up. It is, and when you, especially
0: when you think about how aggressive that team usually is at the deadline, like they're that's true they've got pieces to move they're gonna go get someone you know they point they even said earlier this year like we're gearing up to make a playoff push which mac and i openly like mocked for weeks but uh, (laughs) here we are yeah Yeah, they're almost first in the (laughs) exactly here we are i mean you you have to think (laughs) about youngsters that these guys have too they have turcott they have byfield they have kaliev like these guys can make a difference and maybe not necessarily on the ice but they could be moved for someone who could
1: Yeah, I think I might actually take that. Thanks for looking that up, Mac. Um, Back to Dallas real quick. Overs hit the last three games in a row. They've won five of their last six and seven of their last ten. They do have a tough upcoming schedule. They got Nashville tonight, last night when you're listening, the Rangers and Toronto all before we record our next episode. That top line of Hintz Pavelski and Robertson has really been clicking lately, and I think that's kind of covering up maybe some of their flaws as a team. but Yeah, definitely playing. Well,
0: this team is so hot and cold. I mean, they're tied with Minnesota for like third and fourth in that division. Uh, I think they have like one more game played than the wild do. Uh, Yeah, they're, you know, when that line's going, they're great. Other than that, it's kind of a giant question mark with them.
1: I'm starting to realize it's really going to be a big clusterfuck amongst these four teams as to who's going to stay in the playoff picture and who's not. And it's really going to come down to Nashville, Dallas, Anaheim, and Edmonton, right? I'm
2: so excited for the playoff push that, like, we're we're getting there. We're almost there. Normally, we'd pretty much be there already, right? But I think the season's going yeah. a tad longer than it would in, say, 2018, 19, something like that.
1: Yep. Yep, we actually have the regular season go through the entire month of April instead of ending halfway through this year. So Yeah, and normally I feel
2: like most games it's not even halfway through. I feel like usually we play like two, maybe like three, four games in April and that's it. It's
1: like up to the 10th yeah. and then you're done. Yep. Uh the next hot team no pun intended, the Calgary Flames. Uh holy Christ, are they fucking good? It's uh kind of scary. Let me read you some stats here. So at home they've been on a big home stand recently and they just came off of it but um their last 13 home games so just remember home when they're at home they're 12-0 and 1 in their last 13 at home they have 60 goals scored in that span only 21 goals against they have a 27.9% power play a 94.7% penalty kill and Goaltenders combined with a 939 save percentage. Elias Lindholm Thanks, leads the NHL sir. in goals since February 1st with 13. Johnny Hockey has a point in 14 of their last 15 home games. And Toffoli has six goals in 10 games since being acquired from Montreal. They are Easy. buzzing at home right now. So one
2: thing I want to commend them for is the Toffoli thing. I love teams that go out and get like a, an actual – Big piece, like two to three weeks before the deadline, because then you almost like you give yourself this buffer where it's like, okay, they just got to Foley, and now they get to watch him play for like three weeks, and then come deadline time, they have a way better idea if they need to do anything else, or if they're actually like, no, we don't need to do that much else. This is working out great for us, or if they just want to make a small move. I think it's really big brain to go out and make a move like that, like just before the deadline or not just before it, but almost a month before it.
0: It is big brain. And I think that's a great point because it not only does that and lets them evaluate, do they need to do something else? I think more importantly, it gives him time to adjust to that system. I don't think people realize how hard it is to let alone uproot yourself from one city and move to another. And to, you know, we talked about this with Volpatti going from a organization like Vancouver where they were working out like five times a day to go into DC where he was like, uh, are we like, doing something
2: today or not right no that's actually another good point and like like you said the trade deadline really only gives you like a month maybe less to figure out where you fit in with your new team before it's just playoff time and like you need to know what the fuck is going on so being that he gets even just two three maybe four more weeks than anybody else that would get acquired at the deadline is a huge difference
1: for sure And just to reiterate, everything that I just read to you guys, all you listeners, was home stats for the Flames. And it is worth noting that five of their next six games are at home. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, The next hot team, and this is going to make things very interesting for a lot of uh, other Western Canadian teams, the Vancouver Canucks. Um, I got a very important stat about them a little later in the episode, so keep tuning in if you want to make some money. But they're five and one in their last six. 7-3 Seven and three in their last ten. The offense is clicking right now. That's really the name of the game. Um, their offense has sc- averaged four point four six goals per game since February eighth, which is third best in the NHL in that time span. So a month in the past month, they have the third best offense in the league, and then they've scored four or more goals in eight of their last eleven. You can probably see where the important stat that I'm going to give you later is heading. Uh, they're four points out of the second wild card spot with Edmonton and Anaheim in a free fall in front of them. Their upcoming games, they've got the Habs, the Caps, the Lightning as their next three. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do at the deadline with all the rumors surrounding Brock Besser and JT Miller. That's all I got to say. I saw something
0: uh, this week said they're likely not going to move Miller, but I've also seen that happen. And then player like a player in that situation get moved like two days later, so take that with a grain of salt.
2: Yeah, I... I really don't know if this team's going to buy or sell.
1: Like it, it could go so either way at this point. I think they should buy. And the reason being is I feel like they're actually not a bad team on paper. They just got off to a horrible start. But ever since Bruce took over, you kind of get that like itch like, okay, Pedersen's starting to come back a little bit. And I'm going to agree with you. I think they should buy
0: and I also wouldn't hate if they sold a little bit too. Like they've got players like Nils Hoglander that a lot of teams have been calling on. I know the Caps were one of the teams interested in him and that's a guy that that skill level could get you a pretty decent return. I mean maybe ne- not young, necessarily too. in um yeah, exactly. Maybe not necessarily in a role player right now, but in terms of a draft pick, maybe a second or a first.
1: Yeah. I think what they're asking for for JT is probably a little too steep and scaring most teams off. But I, I could see a world where they make the playoffs and they still deal Besser. I'm not totally sure yet, though. Um, yeah, but keep I an can eye see on them.
0: The annoying thing is the rumors I, I see of both Besser and Miller going
2: to Pit.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what world? Uh, they keep saying. Well, I think um, for a st- and Rust. <laughs> no, am I stupid? I, I, I'm totally speaking out of my ass here, but I think someone fact-checked me on this. I think JT's from Pittsburgh. I'm pretty sure he is. Sounds right. Mac, if you don't mind fact-checking me on that. The best are rumors for Pittsburgh are, have picked up more and more, but and to I, be honest, I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to mess with
0: it. That's something where I'm just like, we like. I'm reading this, the person that typed this, like, we both know that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah,
2: he's from Ohio, but I bet you he like grew up a Penguins Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah, because yeah,
1: it's like right 40 there miles from the and, line and he right. didn't grow up a Blue Jackets fan. So, yeah. Um. Anyways, interesting team. The Canucks are Um. keep an eye on them. And if Demko is in net, that's definitely when you'll want to be betting them. Uh, And then the last team, the best bang for your buck in the sports gambling world right now has to be the Montreal Canadiens. They've won seven of their last eight games. That is the first time that has happened to them since February to March in 2017. What that's, is going on? It's a great stat. What is going on right now? <laughs> Wait, that's actually crazy. You <laughs> could
0: say so that okay. about the Habs every season since 2017. Like, what is going on? Like, miss the playoffs, abysmal hockey team, Stanley Cup final, like right back down.
1: It's tank for Shane is not working that well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Montreal is always a great value on the money line, seven of their last dates, so why not? Um, let's move on to the who's not teams. We'll start off with the Minnesota wild. Uh, they're two and eight in their last 10, all eight of those losses are in regulations. So they're not even getting the benefit of that overtime point. Biggest problem for them based on reading some articles from Michael, Michael Russo earlier this morning, uh, the penalty kill the wild have allowed 16 power play goals in the past 13 games and at least one in 12 of them, 12 of those games. So the penalty kill is a huge problem. They're giving up one basically every game.
2: Well, and they better watch out too, because their division, they are out of room for error at this point. Just to put it in perspective here, Colorado's in first with 87 points, blues in second with 71. And then in third is Minnesota now with 67 right below them. Also 67 points is Dallas and right below them. Nashville with 66. So Nashville and Dallas are right behind them. Uh, Minnesota only has one game in hand, so that's really not going to help too much. They really need to get it together soon, or they might pay the price. One of those teams is going to be the odd man out, maybe even two of them.
1: Yeah. And to put it in perspective with how fast things have changed back on Valentine's day, February 14th, when the players were getting extra grilled chicken for $3 extra at their fancy dinner with the wives, uh, they were nine, they were, they were nine points behind the conference leading Colorado avalanche and nine points clear of the stars with the third best points percentage in the NHL. (laughs) Now fast forward to March. <laughs> uh, you think they can afford the extra chicken? I think they can. I don't probably. know why. Why did first... you
0: go with the extra chicken? I don't know why the, why. the was first that? thing that pops into my head when you say that is the sliders that Max
2: roommate made for the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, Matt, obviously- Matt goes oh those were good yeah, no, yeah they, they were, were good. good but that I'm just wondering incredible. why
2: was that what popped into your head for Valentine's Day That they were getting extra grilled <laughs> ch- not like box of chocolates or like buying yeah. a nice like piece of jewelry for their girlfriends now they were getting extra grilled chicken
1: extra chicken you know a little two dollar <laughs> extra action um that was back on February love, 14th. Baby. So they were good yeah it is love Um, now the wild are 18 points behind Colorado and they're tied with the stars with 67 points. And now they're only 13th best points percentage in the NHL as opposed to third back on their romance double chicken day. Uh, the playoffs is it, are (laughs) guys, come on, I'm trying to pull through here. Um, the playoffs. The Wild are barely hanging on to the third spot in the Central Division, as Mac just said, and they are very close to falling apart. And they're only three points up on the Edmonton Oilers, who are right on their tail. What do you guys think?
0: They definitely need to get it together. This is definitely a team that I see addressing their problems at the deadline. I think it goes without saying that they could, you know, you know let's talk in chicken terms here maybe make this like a three piece combo at
2: the deadline instead of like a two
0: piece or something like yeah a little biscuit and fries yeah
2: yeah right now I feel like they're they're giving off big, like big grilled nugget uh <laughs> energy and like that's healthy and stuff but it's not really delicious at it's the not end what the I want like let and me get like, what I want I think if they just stick to the classic eight piece nug <laughs> then maybe they will be a good good shape the other thing that they should maybe consider is like you know with the normal like take chick-fil-a for example the normal chick-fil-a meal you get the chicken sandwich and you get the fries right maybe that's what they've been working with right the chicken sandwich and the fries i think they should consider ordering just the sandwich no meal just the sandwich and adding an eight-piece nugget on the side more chicken less potato more bang for your buck you know more meat, less fluff.
1: Exactly. More meat, less fluff. <laughs> I regret everything. <laughs> um, wow. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I think that was actually a pretty good analogy, but do you guys think the Wild will make the playoffs, yes or no?
0: I do. do? Yeah, I think they will. Okay. They're All also right. going to play the Canucks in the first round and beat them.
1: Ooh.
2: Okay. Yeah, and then what's his name? Denny 4,500 is going to
1: be. Uh, fucking kill me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving on from culinary school on to the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. They are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. A little inconsistent. Their losses have been to some pretty good teams, though. Um, in those five losses in the last 10, consist of Boston, two to Colorado, and Calgary on the road. So that's pretty tough. Uh, Jack Eichel scored the game winner against Ottawa on Sunday night to give the Knights a 2-1 win. He's got six points in his last nine games, but if you ask me, I still think he's kind of finding his stride a little bit. So in due time, I think he'll start clicking 100%. And we touched on this. The guy who doesn't have a torn labrum after all, Robin Laner. he's been getting torched by good teams, but he's played well against bad teams. That might sound kind of obvious, but if you look at his last five starts, he gave up four to the Bruins and six to the Flames, and that's not going to work if the Golden Knights are going to end up making a serious push down the stretch here. Uh, This is a key stat that you'll want to look out for this week. They have five games on the road in the next seven days. That's a lot of hockey to play. They've got Philadelphia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Columbus, and Winnipeg, all before the end of next Tuesday when we record next. So keep an eye out. That's a lot of hockey. It is a lot of hockey. Um, And, you know, you got to think that – how the fuck do you say their backup goalie's name? Brassois, Brus- Brussels sprouts. I don't know. Laurent Brassois. Yep, Laurent Broussois. Brussels
2: sprouts. You got it.
1: Yeah, something like that. We're just gonna keep on the food train here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, five in their next seven, so he's gonna get some nods too. I can see <clears throat> it? Any any thoughts, comments, concerns?
2: I know. I'm- Go ahead, Mac. I was just going to say, I just Googled Robin Lehner injury, and there was still some stuff about it three weeks ago. So there definitely was something. I don't know where we got the Labrum thing from, but he, I guess, is fine. Uh, But he did have some kind of nagging injury. So I do wonder, like, if that's going to be an issue for them. I think they'll make the playoffs. I just don't think it's going to be really any different for them once they get there than it has been the last couple of years. So no Stanley Cup.
0: No, try asking again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think they're winning the cup. Can
0: can we go an episode without a SpongeBob reference? I don't think it's possible. Yeah, you got to have one in there. And also a
1: Steve Brewer reference in there too. We don't yeah, have right. to talk about that. <laughs> uh, we got two more teams left on the who's not. Edmonton Oilers, 4-5-1 and one in their last 10, dropped a huge game last night to their bitter rivals, the Calgary Flames at the Saddledome. The biggest thing with the Oilers, man, their power play—it was kind of masking all of their, you know, uh, weaknesses earlier in the season. They started the season sixteen and five, and they had the best points percentage in the NHL as of December first. And since then, their special teams has sucked. They have the twenty-third ranked power play since December first, at clicking only at a eighteen point three percent. They were ranked number one before December 1st. And I think they were up almost around 35% when the season first started. So the power play is definitely the root cause of everything for the Oilers right now.
0: I don't know how that power play isn't like the number one power play unit in the NHL.
1: Makes no sense. Makes no
2: sense. It really doesn't. I really do. I said it weeks ago, by the way, but I stand by I do not think they're making the playoffs. I think the best thing for them would be to miss the playoffs. Because if they, they
0: if they yeah. make it and bottom out in the first round, they're not going to change a thing. They're going to be like, oh, we just need to dig deeper and you know regroup well, and come back. Well, and
2: if they make it, realistically, they're either playing Colorado. <laughs> That's literally going to be like four, four games, three. five if they're lucky. Uh, or I guess technically they could end up with like, oh my god. Battle of Calgary. Alberta. That's yeah. the only reason I want them
0: to make the playoffs. That would actually is that playoff needs year. to be a playoff series?
1: And you can call me crazy, but anytime you get rivalries like that, it's a coin flip. It's it not is, as yeah. lopsided no, as what I'm you saying. Think. So maybe
2: yeah. they actually could pull off like one round. But I'm, I'm right, aren't I? Because Colorado is one hundred percent going to be first in the West. Yeah. And then if let's just assume for a second Calgary wins that division, and let's just assume the Edmonton Oilers get the last wild card or the second to last wild card spot is what they would need to play the flames, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah. right. You got anything else to add, Nick? Are you good? No, I'm good. And then last team under who's not for the sake of time, uh, Anaheim Ducks. They're four, six, and one in their last ten. Uh, not quacking very much lately. Not quacking Lags. big time. A lot of rumors around uh, Ricard, Raquel, Hampus, Lindholm, both pending free agents, and with the trade deadline coming up and the duck slipping, you got to wonder if they're going to make some moves. Oh, I've seen homes. some like
2: Max Comtois might be a uh, trade
0: chip yeah. for them. Yep, that I've seen that one this week. Seems like it's a big piece that, um, you know, for whatever reason they're considering
1: moving. And Nick, I know you had uh, some stats about players who are hot instead of teams. I'll let you read those. Yeah, I did. Uh,
0: Jason Robertson, uh, if you want to go back and read the jerk off session we had for him or listen to it, you can, Uh, but the dude deserves it. Uh, And I think, you know, one of the big things that a lot of people might not remember is that he is from California and would have been on the American Olympic team this year. So um, just another situation of the IOC shafting the NHL and the NHL shafting us. So that's great. Uh, Moritz Seider, uh, a defenseman that I have compared to a young Chris Pronger has 40, guy. 40 points in his first 54 career games. Do you know what other Red Wings defensemen also did that? Nick Lindstrom. Bingo.
2: Yep. That's awesome. I so, love this dude. I, he is ever incredible. Since, first time I ever heard of him, I he was on my like NHL franchise mode when you go like way too far into the future. And I was like, oh, this guy is kind of good. And then it turns out he's actually good in real life too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Marner leads the NHL in
0: points over the last 16 games played. He's got 30 of them, 20 points in his last 10 road games. Uh, This is a guy that's been under the microscope ever since coming into the league for whatever reason, the Toronto media seems hell bent on just, you know, giving this guy the business, but you know, shout out to Marner just having a great
1: year. He really is. And he's shoving it up. Everybody's hoop right now. The Leafs are just a, Walking circus. It is so much drama all the time. It's kind of ridiculous if you really think about it. And a lot of the hate towards him, I feel like, is unwarranted, but it's having a great, great year. Two points per game on the road. That's definitely something you want to keep an eye on for prop purposes, if you can bet props and your book lets you.
0: Uh, mine doesn't. So, yeah, me neither.
2: Yeah, mine neither. <laughs> uh,
0: Wanted to point out two defensemen from Colorado as well, Devon Taves and Cale McCarr. Obviously, everyone knows McCarr. He's the fifth defense fifth defenseman in NHL history with an assist streak of twelve games or more, which is just, I mean, the dude's an animal. He could, I feel like he could
2: play forward in the NHL no problem. Uh, he's also still young; like he's gonna
1: get better probably, which is insane. It's <laughs> just, just stupid. It's, yeah, yeah nine point five million looks like a bargain right now, for sure taves though is
0: the real bargain here he's got he's a point per game player since returning from injury which is he's got 43 and 43 which is pretty damn good when you consider that the other defensemen that are a point per game in the nhl right now are named fox mccarr and yossi
1: yeah not bad company good job islanders stay hot (laughs)
0: Oh boy. Anyways, let's move on to who is not hot in terms of players. Uh we talked about this a little bit earlier on, but I'm going to point out the Leafs goaltending situation here. They are dead last in the NHL since the start of the new year in save percentage and goals saved above expected. That's an 8.76 combined save percentage since January 9th as of a day ago. Not good. I know we talked about them potentially making a goaltending change earlier, but you know, Dubas has come out and said that they won't for whatever reason. So Leafs fans, this is what you got to deal with.
1: Dude, I just read your text. Sorry, this is totally off topic. I actually didn't hear like any any of that. Sorry. Probably no, have said that. anyways. <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that on recording. Oh,
0: well, all right. Conversation yeah. within the conversation, you know. Well, <laughs> let's get to some trends. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks over has hit eight games in a row. Anyone
2: want Dude, to guess I, why? Well, have they been letting in a lot of goals? They have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I could have assumed as much. More. You were the one that said this this morning too, right? Did I? One of you. One of you said this morning that the Canucks over had hit like too. a bunch of times in a row. It was Harry. Okay. Well, yeah. I I saw that and I was like, oh cool, I'm gonna hammer the Canucks tonight, but they're not playing tonight, so. Yeah. But um, they probably play tomorrow. I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I think they they play you guys this week, too, which I feel like is an easy over. Caps are always a good over team, I feel like. We're on like a Western Thank you
0: thing right now. Thank you for so. reminding me of the pain. <laughs> but, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the Leafs, though, eh? Overs, yeah. five, overs hit five games in a row. Five mm. in a
0: row, man. I mean, they've given wow. up three or more goals in eight of their last nine, and they've averaged four and a half against in that span. I mean, we go back to the stat I just read about goaltending. It's not ideal right there. And uh, they got
1: to change it up. Sticking with the over themes, uh, New Jersey, they've been good all year long on the overs. New Jersey overs have hit in seven of their last 10 games. New Jersey has scored at least five goals in five of their last 10, which is kind of a surprising stat because you wouldn't think they'd be putting five in the net themselves. But, you know, here we are. And uh, they had a big big win over the Canucks, like 6-2, when the Hughes brothers faced off. So just another example of, you know, you might not think, especially given how hot the Canucks are, that um that's going to happen. But New Jersey overs are definitely a good bet. And then the last trend that I would say is a solid bang for your buck. And I'm stating the obvious here. But if you can get the Rangers at like minus 140 or better and Igor is a net, you basically have to take it. I mean, it's you can't not.
0: And if you're like you know, you don't want to bet because you might lose because it's a minus, just wait. And if they get scored on just live bet them and your odds are going to get better.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you want to wait it out, you always can. And you got both of you have been really good about helping me like understand that. Cause I used to just jump the gun before the game all the time. So um, live betting's definitely become a bigger part of my portfolio, if you will. Uh, State of the Union, let's make this quick because i got to wrap up here soon. But to put it short, Caps fans, specifically you two, what's a realistic deadline move that you need to see? Nick, you want to go first or second?
0: I can go first. Uh, I was um, at the Caps game this weekend, got to hang out with Court a little bit. It was great to see her and catch up. I uh, got to you know see some buddies of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. Shout out to my buddy Sean. Uh, but another guy I got to see is Callie Yarncroak. And that's a player I could really see the cap scouting and making a move for. I think it's a, you know, a player that adds a little bit of sandpaper and a little bit of grit that we might not think off the top of our heads onto that bottom six that I think could be a great fit.
2: If we're talking for, I like that one, by the way, if we're talking forwards, I like yarn croak, but I also like Connor Garland uh, as a possible option. It's a really good one. I've heard Tanner Pearson tossed around too, and I'm not, as crazy about that one. <laughs> uh, but I think Connor Garland actually could be a good fit with us. And then if we're talking goalies, which I really, 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 really hope that we are uh, really the only two realistic ones that I think we could actually maybe acquire. And even one of these is probably not realistic. Uh, I would say would be like Hopi as like the probably not realistic one. I just don't think we have enough to give up to get him back. And I don't think Dallas really wants to move him either. Um, not with them being like just outside playoff.
0: They're contention. on the bubble. They're and not they,
2: going to move a goaltender him, in a situation exactly like it. that. Right. But the other one that I actually think we could get, I'm just not quite sure if I totally want it or not, would be Corpus Allo from CBJ.
0: Yeah. And, I, I sort of agree with you in that regard. Like you don't know if it's going to fix the problem or just
2: give us another like subpar goalie. And I, I wouldn't
0: just, even say it would make it worse
2: by any means. It would just be more of the same, you know? Right. And if we're going to give something up just to get
1: that, I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. Perry, what about you? Hens are interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- there's obviously been the, a lot of Besser talk. I don't know how I feel about that. I've heard some, some, Castle rumors thrown around i'm also not sure how i really feel about that i'm hoping Cappin turns it around but we really need to uh we really need to get him going and if he doesn't get going soon he might be getting shipped out um i think one i think that's your best bet shipping cappy out
0: yeah that's a great trade piece right there i mean whether you want to go picks or just players i mean
1: Yeah, the problem is I know the upside's there, and he's a free agent after this year, and he's not playing well, so you're not going to have to pay him a ton. But I think the upside's still there. I'm seeing Travis Hamnick's name come around a lot from Vancouver. Um, I know they want to get a little bigger on the back end. I know Mark, like right now, Mark Friedman's been playing because Matheson's been hurt, and he's the guy who's kind of chucking them and protecting guys. I think we need another one of those, especially if we're going to be, you know, playing Rangers, Capitals, those kind of teams in the playoffs. I think Hamnick would be a good addition. I'm just trying to think like Raquel, Rad, Ricard Raquel from uh, Anaheim would be another good one. We need like a a middle six winger, something something in there is kind of my my bread and butter for the team. But you need like Yarn Croak or Garland. Yeah, I, I've seen Yarn Yarn Croak is like a poor man's Arvidson, right? He's not going to get you 30 goals, but they he, were teammates yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gritty. He's I think he's right handed. He's got a good shot, but. Maybe not great with the puck. Um, He kind of reminds me of Arvidsson a lot. So I don't know. We need need a second-line winger. He's a gamer, too. Like, he shows up in big games in the playoffs. He does. And the one thing I don't know about is Zucker, because apparently he's been dealing with an abdominal injury all season, and the, the production was dog shit. Well, he's slowly coming back, and if he can just be what we're paying him to be, which is that Minnesota, like, 25-goal guy second line. Someone's got to find the second line. Like, that's re- – Heinen, Malkin, who's the last guy? That's, that's really what we need, someone who can score. I don't know yeah. who that is. Um, and I don't really – hot topic is, like, trading the first-round pick right now. If you're, if you're hexed all. and people are saying, do it, do it. And then when Rutherford did it, everyone crucified him. And I was like, well, you pick your fucking poison. Like you can't right. have it both ways. You either want to
0: go now or do you want to go later? You got to, right. You're
1: either going to suck in five years and you deal with it or you're not. And you or you're going to, you know, suffer now. So, right. It, you know, I don't really think we need to move it personally, but we'll see what happens. Sure. I like where the penguins are at. I, I feel good about this team right now. I think, I think if we play New York and nothing changes, they have the better goalie. They have power plays are a wash. We're better five on five. If you want my honest opinion, statistically and on paper, I think we're a little deeper and um, you're battle tested. That's the thing. A lot of Igor's never played in the playoffs. You got to also remember that it's a different animal. And granted, Jari's track record is not good. So I'm God knows what we're going to get out of him. This is You're right, though. He, he only
0: had like three games in the bubble, right?
1: I don't even know if that was Shesterkin in net when they played Carolina. I can't remember who it was, Um, but I don't think it
0: mattered who was in net with the way the defense played, but
1: yeah, I, that's the thing is like, yeah, Igor is like this unstoppable Russian beast, but like playoffs are different, you know, I don't know. Just well thought.
2: said and yeah. seven game best of seven is different too. You know, if it's a one game thing, yeah, they might
1: win, but like Mark also- is- absolutely cooking right now listen to this also best of
0: seven with like full arenas too
1: (laughs) right yeah yeah i you know how much does experience play a role i I don't know i mean i i would like to think here's the other thing i would also say we haven't won a fucking playoff series in three years we're kind of due to win one like that's my whole argument here is like the penguins are due to go on a little bit of a run here like a third round maybe we'll see i don't know I know you guys are just... Is that
0: just, like, the consensus relax, the, like... We're due. You know? I, I,
1: I re- this is the last dance. Like, people don't realize it. This is the last yeah, time the right, band's back together. But, <laughs> is
0: there an orb under that desk or something? I think well, we're going to win the Stanley <laughs> yeah, Cup. <laughs> oh, like, a little... <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: I think we're going to win the Stanley Cup now. We're not going to lose a all game. 16-0. Right, right. That's enough. 16-0. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, I don't know what's going to happen. But, all right, fellas, I got to get rolling here shortly. I'm going to go... Try to win my beer league team a game and see what happens. That should be fun. Playing the uh, fire department. And last time we played them, I got punched in the face. Thank you. Yeah, man. it's always going to be a gritty one. Yep. And I'm wearing a visor tonight because my cage broke. So that should be a good one. Giddy up. Mac, you ever You ever get a puck to the face in beer league? I'm terrified.
2: I always wear my cage, except when I played outdoor on that little pond hockey tournament, I wore just the bucket, nothing on the front.
1: Oh, I like that. Gritty. Gritty. Well, because there's
2: no goalies, too. It's just a little, like, pond hockey mat. So I'm like, okay, I think I can, like, get my hand up there in time if something deflects up or something. But, like, for actual beer league games, I go cage every time. It's just not worth it.
0: You don't want to mess with this, right? That's where the money comes from.
2: Come on. (laughs) I run a podcast. My face is on the internet every week.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal.
2: Although maybe Um, we'd get more listeners if I had a little, you know, chicklet missing. True.
1: All righty, everybody. We appreciate the love and support as always. Um, and without further ado, class dismissed.